He didn't try and take it, but he touched it and then it stuck to Even if a person isn't going outright to steal, but they can say I'm completely clean from Gezel. I didn't touch Gezel. In say what's meant to be, that is a person's life controls his eyes, that he doesn't let them stray to other people's things. What normally happens is, the other way around. A person's what he sees convinces him to find the time of what they want. That he says before, the Akhri Ain of Halakhribi, if that's what I did, Akhain lay Dabak to Kapa Mu'am. And now the Mishnah's Shem is going another step. Two steps. The first one is, he says that the dinner of Gezel isn't just when a person socially tries to take something from Gezel. It's something dirty, and it's ever just touching it already leaves the state. And therefore, even if a person isn't trying to steal, but once you touch anything in the category of in the category of dishonest money, it, it stains you. It, it well, leaves well, a smock. All you did is touch it. You didn't... Touching it means it has an influence. He didn't, he didn't actively steal. Like... But it was something... So right. It's the like just touch it, but, but I'm not taking You're it. You're not taking it. You're not actively stealing it. But touching something which is touch, like involved in dishonesty like has an effect on a person. Displays some sort of desire. And then the second point that this term says, and it's not just also the moment or what's of touching the moment, it's a deeper point. And that is that uh, what Eos says himself, and that is that the, the temptation people have to take what's not theirs is the temptation which comes from wanting what's not theirs. And that's because they see something, they want it, they want to have similar, and that gives them the, the, you know, the motivation to try and and justify however it is to try and get it, which means the person's heart's following his eyes. Whereas Ayyaf says, that didn't happen to me. If I, if I, if that would have been the case, I would have deserved to be punished. If if my heart followed my eyes, then I would have deserved the punishment. But Ayyaf said, I never did do that, which means my motivation always was what what I thought was right, and then I didn't let my my eyes lead me. Other and I worked with to to control that temptation and. Only did run, he was mutter. And therefore, being as, uh, and this is the, the big question, says the child. And he's not just talking about something which a person uh, maybe does wrong for and justifies it. It's something when a person decided his mutter. And therefore, I don't think that's wrong. I asked, I found the hetter, and then I'm okay. And the khidish is, and this is a, something which we can all live with, and that is, when I'm looking for a hatter because I want to do something, so that's already a staining. It's, it's not a completely glad hatter. It's not that I, I learned the sogi and I decided it's mutter. It's I really want to do something. So now I'm looking for a hatter to do it. It's not a completely, so to speak, a balanced, uh, rational decision. But that's because I'm very strongly pulled to want to do it, so therefore I'm very strongly looked to find a hatter. And then a hatter like that is not in the keeps. It's a hatter which is coming because of uh, giving in to what my eyes want, or what my, what my mothers want. And then I'm just trying to justify it, so I come up with a hetter. But that's not, that's not if you're talking about what's considered, we saw previously, RPMS, that's not an MS of an analyzing something. 
that's the you say that you also say that Eov says by both points I was clean I didn't follow my eyes I didn't touch anything uh, which would have stained my hands because I, I, I kept far away from anything which was even minimally uh, dishonest you know I saw tonight in the Chafetz Chaim one of his first poem which was a several learned but beautiful say the Chafetz Chaim wrote called Tzvas Tamim Tzvas Tamim which means the importance of honesty and the Chafetz Chaim brings a Midrash there and it's a strange Midrash but it gives a nice explanation for it the Midrash says there's a time when Noach uh, was uh, building the Teva and uh, it, he announced everyone who everyone's going to get destroyed this big flood coming and I wanted to take two of each species into the Teva that's going to you know, guarantee the perpetuation of all the different kinds of creatures that are actually created <coughs> listen to what the Midrash says the Midrash says the Shekhar came along wanting to go to the Teva and the Lord says you can't go to the Teva why can I go into the table? So the Lord says, I need Zafra and Akeva. We need partners in the table. You're going by yourself, you can't go in the table. Find yourself a partner. Okay, so Shekhar goes to look for a partner. So who wants to partner for Shekhar? So then she finds a partner. And uh, he finds what we call the Lashon of the Midrash, Chasa, which means destruction or loss. And he says to Shekhar, says to Chasa, I want to go to the table. But I need a partner. Do you want to be my partner? So Chas asks him, well, what are you giving for being your partner? So Shaggy says, everything I get, I'll give you. Everything I, may, I, I get, I'll give you. Okay, so Chas uh, agrees to that. So hand in hand, they go into the table. And they come out of the table. And the other says, Midrash, anything which a person gets with Shaggy gets consumed by Chas. In other words, gets destroyed. He loses it. Anything a person makes to Shaggy, so it gets given to the middle of destruction and it gets destroyed. He loses it. It's a strange midrash. All the guys are strange midrash. What's the idea of a shekel wanting to go into the table? What's the idea of needing a partner? And now that there's two of them, they're monarch, that's the min. What does it all mean? So Chavez Chaim quotes a called Nusimusayim. He explains it like this. He says that until the time of Mabu, we know that the, the, the primary middle which was destroying humanity was Hamas was dishonesty, was uh, robbery, was 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 the lack of a lack of shaker, a lack of honesty, a lack of uh, respecting other people's ownership, whatever it was. And that was the Makatra. And therefore maybe until the Dara Mabel that some that that was a middle which worked in the world and people thought you can steal and be successful and that's what tempted people more people to steal and be successful until it brought to the stage where Shinside is wiping out humanity. And therefore the world post Mabel wasn't going to be run by Hamas. The world post Mabel, Hashem didn't want it to go the same route as the world beforehand, and that uh, the, the, the dishonesty and the, and the shaker and the corruption would, do, would ruin humanity. And that's why when we said the Taiva was the idea of whatever's going to exist in the world post Mabel, any animal, any bird, any insect which existed, was meant to exist in the world post Mabel was there in the Taiva. And therefore, the minister is saying is that Shekhar, would Shekhar be able to exist in the world post the table? When Shekhar is what has really brought, was the catalyst which brought the Mabel in the first place, would Shekhar be able to exist in the world after the table? And Naf said not. If Shekhar was destroyed the world before, there's no mockum for Shekhar in the world after the Mabel. 
he wouldn't have shaken the table until the shaker came back with the partner. And what is the partner shaker? The partner shaker is destruction. And that is whatever shaker takes gets destroyed. And Noach said, if that's the case, then there's a makum. Because then there's a, then there's a way to make sure that shaker is not going to destroy the world. Because when people get the shaker, they lose. They don't realize that. When people get the shaker, they lose. And they'll realize that eventually. That uh, what, what Ill, so ill-gotten funds are just going to be a source of a loss. And if that's the case, then it's not going to destroy the world again. Because then it's not something which people think we're going to gain by stealing, we're going to gain by being dishonest, we're going to gain by cheating. Uh, that was maybe before the marvel. But after the marvel, Shekhar's made got an apartment. And that is, uh, it's a pasuk in Shedim. Aisa, Aisha, Aisha, Mishpach, a person who, who makes himself wealthy, but not with Alpidin, Bechatsi Yamav Yazvedim. In the middle of his life, his money will leave him. He might have originally been successful, but he's going to end up poor. Because the, 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 the Matthias is whatever a person makes for Shekhar gets lost. And now, if that's the case, then there's a makum for. Then it's a, there's a mockum in the world where they can still be shaker. It's not going to be something which is going to tempt everybody because one can see that it doesn't help. It doesn't help because it's, uh, it's just going to be a source. Uh, it's going to be a source of losing, losing the money that he got for shaker. That's the first word the Chavit Chaim says, which is already a nice shot in the Midrash. But uh, he's going to the second point. That's what's going to get to this. It's, it's a shot. And he says, that when, with, if the kayak is that money which has gotten the shekel gets lost, the kayak of chas, of destruction, because we swallowed whatever shekel takes, but now the second point, and that is it doesn't just swallow the money which was, which was uh, no, which a person amassed dishonestly, it destroys everything. I'll give you a marshal. Imagine you're making a tunnel, you have a big pot, and you're throwing all the ingredients, and then after everything's in, you throw in a tray piece of meat. So, what's going to happen? Right, everything. Once there's one thing in traffic, it's, it's mechalical, the whole lot, everything becomes traffic, you can't, you lose it all. So it uh, says, uh, stolen money is, is, is like traffic. Whatever touches it becomes traffic also. And if a person mixes something like, uh, dishonest into what they have, it's all going to go down the drain. They're going to lose everything. It's not just what a person gained wrongly, but everything he gained, because it's going to affect everything else. That's the instance of the show. If I have touched anything which was which was trash, so again, he lost all his money. He was an extremely wealthy man. I've been from the Sakim. He had cattle and he had donkeys and he had camels and he had wealth and he had servants and and property and he lost it all. Why? So his, his friends thought maybe you were dishonest. I mean, that's fast. That's what happened. If you're dishonest, then you lose your money. And he said, I didn't touch anything which wasn't honest. If I even touched it. So then it could have caused much more to get lost than just the original amount that I would have stolen. That's what he was justifying himself, he was saying. That's not true. I if, if you found a case where my hands even, like, were naga and got dirtied by something dishonest, then okay, then I deserve the punishment. But uh, he was saying I was completely honest. And therefore it wasn't deserved, like we said before, he was right. It wasn't, he was punished as an insult, not because he deserved it. And that's ill. For other people who can't say that, so then they can't complain if they lose their money. Because that's the material in the world. That if there's any part of a, what a person gains which isn't completely honest, that itself is like the, the trait uh, ingredients which can account for everything else. Mechafet Chaim says an amazing thing. He's talking about his door. And he says there used to be, I'm just saying what he said, he says there used to be that there were wealthy families in Kaisra. 
people who were not, and they were the, you know, from, from door after door after door, they had many, and they were the big supporters of all institutions that came out for a long time. He said, in our door, we don't find it anymore. He said, even people who are extremely wealthy, they lose the money in their lifetime, or their children have lost the money. We don't find the same, sometimes we're talking, he said, we don't find the same idea of people who have like this money which stays with them for their years. He says, why not? He says, because in the environment in today's world, for time so in the 1920s, when you write the safer, is such, and people said, the way you do business is you have to, you know, be a little bit dishonest. You have to talk about the value of what you're selling, you have to overestimate what the market's going to look like, you have to, you know, exaggerate its value, its, its, its minus. So he said, so when people mix shaker into things, so then that's the recipe to lose it. And you know, we don't, that, that doesn't exist. There isn't a possibility of uh, of maintaining one's wealth if it's, if there's a level of dishonesty because whenever there's shaker, so there's that level of pras, and destruction comes with it. And uh, it's not that a person's outright trying to lie or outright trying to cheat or steal. We see from here is even if, well, even if a person touches it, you know something dirty which is like which makes everything else dirty, something which is macabre and everything else. And that's what he's bringing from here also. That he says the yofi of marshal is a something which is mistabical, and something which sticks to the person. And then once it sticks to the person, then it's it's a specific study that ruins everything else that he has. And therefore, if you want an example of the reason to be careful in the kiosk when it comes to money, so here we have the reason that uh, a lack of kiosk in money. It's not just that very sure, but it's also the result of what it's going to do to it. Yeah, I'm just trying to give this an example. When it comes to I know, which means taking advantage of somebody, come and knock on the other misfathers for the kosher. How easy it is for a person to convince himself that he's allowed to do something wrong and to be nikshal. When it seems to him, when you know, the right thing to do is make my merchandise look better, make all its virtues, make it be something people will want, and then for this back it be a couple. I'm making an honest living. A person can think, well, if I'm going to promote my wares, I'm going to say that they're the best and that they're so they, what we call it there. That's the way you make money, which means the double lever coin the money starts to That I speak to potential buyers and trying to convince them to buy my my merchandise. I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm diligent in, in doing my business. I'm, I'm not being an otter. I'm not wasting time, I'm, and therefore I should be successful. But, I'm not. If isn't very careful what he says, and weighs up exactly what's right and what's not right, instead of growing wheat, it's going to grow thorns. Which means, it's going to be over on the Easter of taking advantage of somebody else. Even to, to the Ramis is to cheat, so to take advantage of a guy who's also don't do bad. Even a word of dishonesty, you're not going to find by them. And therefore, on the one hand, the person wants to promote what he has to sell, the person wants to try and make the sale, but on the other hand, 
if anything about it is going to be something which is, is even a mashu misleading. And as a result of that, you're causing somebody else to create or do something which for him wouldn't be the best thing to do, you've taken advantage of him. That's already touching the serum of, uh, of Heino. And that, which is like he said before, why person has to be so careful uh, of of what's, what he says or in, in a situation of money because there shouldn't be anything which could be uh, touching something which is Yisra. Just this week in the verse of someone asked a question. And that is, you know, here you go to stores. So yeah, that's a, you, buy, you go to the store, they have lots of different options what to buy. Whether clothing, different styles of suits, even cell phones, all different kinds of makes and models and whatever it's going to be. And if it says, this is the install one, this is what everybody buys. Are you allowed to say that? Or is that misleading? If it's not true, if that isn't the most popular, the one which because people will think, well, the seller knows better what people are buying than I do. And if he's saying that's, the, what's, that's what's in style, that's what everybody's buying. So then maybe you know, people are tempted to believe it. And I want to be like everybody else, not buy the same. Now, does the seller mean that this is the most popular model? And therefore, Quran Konimitim means literally everybody buys it. Probably not. He's going to say, no, no, I want you to buy it. And it's whatever it is. But to say something which is misleading, and if that's the case, the buyer who doesn't, doesn't know better and thinks, uh, and thinks that that's, uh, that's true, and therefore he'll, he'll be, un- unwittingly accept what he says, and that's why he's going to buy it. So then he says, everyone goes up. He's, he's, unf- he's, so to speak, wrongly promoting an item which is not true, and Van doesn't know better, he buys it. We had the case. Was that uh, in Vesera, we had a meeting with some of the Rabbani who were working against. Uh, people buying non-kosher cell phones or smartphones or whatever they have because it's always a source of the mixture and uh, what's the problem? everyone who can recognize a non-kosher smartphone will recognize it so that's not, for people who don't want to buy the smartphone or a non-kosher phone it's not such a challenge except even something which looks like a kosher phone they have models of kosher phones which have two sims and you can have a kosher sim with a kosher number with a nice stamp on it and a mushar but you can put a second sim in as well so then, obviously, then what have you gained? And so it's worth nothing. You just put a second time, and then you, it's an open phone. You can do whatever you want with it. Right. Now, a lot of people buy that phone. Because it looks like the kosher model. It has a stamp on it. There it is. And you ask, well, why don't you buy it? But the answer is, the, 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 the guy in the sultan, everyone's buying it. So I bought it too. So that's a good example of, uh, you know, the, the, this, this idea of misleading a buyer. It wasn't what he intended to buy. If someone wanted to buy a kosher phone, they probably wanted a kosher phone. But the, the, if this, the guy says, this is the model of kosher phone everybody's buying, now, maybe it's even true. They're convincing everyone to buy it. But the master is, it's not what the person wanted to buy. And therefore, you're misleading the, you're, this is how you know, you're misleading the buyer. It's not what he wants, so to convince him to buy something he doesn't want, is the case of Gezo. It wasn't what he intended, you've convinced him to buy something he doesn't want to buy. And uh, that, 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 that's what he says, how much a person has to be careful, because on the one hand, one wants to promote one's uh, merchandise, and wants to try and convince someone to buy. But on the other hand, I can't do it in a way which is going to, uh, for his point of view, feel that he's been taken advantage of. That he was forced to buy something he didn't want to buy, whatever the case might be, because that's the case. This also is also touching on Gezel. That's the case. It's also uh, not uh, keeping away from is having staining one's hands, so to speak, or something which is awesome. <laughs>